0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to A Year of Zen. I'm Bonnie Miotai, and I teach writing as a spiritual practice and have been a Zen teacher for several decades. This podcast introduces daily writing or contemplation exercises, as well as inviting us all to explore the possibility of a life of wisdom, compassion, and creativity. Today is Tuesday, October 13th, 2020. I've come over to the nearby Piney Grove Cemetery in Swananoa to walk with the dog and to drink in some of this incredible autumn day. There are tall live oaks and maples filling the blue sky with yellow, rusty orange, burgundy, and a wind rustling through freeing the leaves to float down to the grass between the many, many graves here. It's easy in this setting to think about how easily we come into a romance with autumn, but how much less easy it is to love our own process of drying out a bit, becoming more full of raspy character, and leaving the green, juicy summer of our lives how difficult it is to not just accept, but to be amazed at our own wrinkling, drying, falling time of life. Of course, it's death. That's the murmur of autumn and the plain statement, in a sense, of cold winter. In classical Zen, the many grasses of spring and summer sometimes are used to represent the relative world. And the dry trees and still landscape of winter is used to point to the absolute. Summer is individuality, all the particular things. Winter is where the edges can't be found. Nothing is inside nor out. Today, I'd like for us to look briefly at a kind of liminal space, the autumn of the between times, where even absolute and relative don't divide. Maybe it's being in a graveyard, maybe it's the topic, but I'm reminded today of my first night arriving at the Zen monastery where I'd go on to spend almost 25 years of my life. I had taken a very long bus trip from Florida to the Catskills, wanting a sense of journey, and arrived in a late afternoon. After a meal, I was in the meditation hall with what seemed like stone figures, all the meditators in residence, and a little overwhelmed by it all, to be frank. And after an hour or two, Suddenly, in the darkness, some thumps came on a wooden board, and then a voice singing out. Later, I'd learned what they were singing was called the Evening Gotha, but that night, there was no name for it. Just this calling that felt ancient and true, and went right up my spine. Here it is. I won't sing it as my voice has declined a bit over the years. Let me respectfully remind you, life and death are of supreme importance. Time swiftly passes by and opportunity is lost. Each of us should strive to awaken, awaken, take heed, do not squander your life. The last two lines there, there's a shift in the way the the melody goes, and you go out of key. Take heed, do not squander your life. Years later, when I was training to be the one who would sing out the Gatha at the end of meditation, before the silence of the The rest of the night. I remember Mizumi Roshi stopping by as I was practicing and correcting me, saying, Take heed. It should be like a little knife, yes? A little knife cutting the discursive mind, stopping the thought. It reminds me of like like the way you would call out for your dog when she's about to leave the yard and enter traffic. Take heed, don't squander your life. And I will confess that often people would do the Gotha, and the trailing off at the end would go on a little too long or too short depending on how you understand it. And so instead of it sounding like, do not squander your life, it would sound like Do not squander your lie, which on certain days, in a certain mood, would strike me as funny, and I'd have to swallow it and decide to go a little deeper. What I'd like to explore today with you in our writing and contemplation is this notion of squandering. When have you had the sense of squandering your life? And when has the opposite been true? What were the circumstances? Just explore that as you write or contemplate quietly for about 10 minutes. Whatever comes up is fine. Try not to get too caught up in there is no such thing as squandering or what do you even mean by squandering? It's just about practicing It's about you letting that consideration in and seeing what comes up. Trust your heart, your mind, your process, and go for 10 minutes or so. When have you had the sense of squandering your life? And when has the opposite been true? What were the circumstances? Open up. Don't know just right.